You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good evening, everybody. Robert Carrillo here at Metro Studios B, and I'm super excited. Uh, first of all, I just want to welcome everybody. Welcome, uh, everybody, to midweek, and it's good to be together. And I'm super excited because we're going to be starting our, our little series on interviews, knowing our shepherds. And uh, and as I shared uh, last week in the lesson uh, about how uh, we're going to have some time that we get just to, we get to know the couples that are training in, in the shepherding ministry, who will, Lord willing, out of that group, we'll, we'll be having some appointments of elders, and we'll be putting the names. Uh, before and some of these couples are known by everybody in the region some of them are known by the sectors that they were part of and i think everybody knows everybody a little bit but uh, we'd love to get everybody to know these amazing couples a little bit better and uh, so we're going to be starting uh, these interviews and the first couple up to bat is none other than Edgar and Don Sanchez. So welcome. Uh, it's good to have you guys here with us. <laughs> Thank and, you. Uh, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about this. You know, I, I haven't, um, you know, said anything about, about, about the background of this, but, but uh, one of the great joys uh, for Michelle and I coming here uh, is to be able to build up the leadership team of the region. And... Um, Right away, the, the, the big impact for Michelle and I, what really was the, the, the key point that made us decide to come here, was the time that we got to spend with the different people that interviewed us. Edgar and Don were one of those couples, and we were so impressed by your hearts, and it's been a joy to work with you guys and to be getting closer and closer. Yeah. You know, the pandemic obviously has slowed us all down how much time we get together, but even yeah. with that, we've still been able to get closer and closer, yeah. and it's yeah. just been great getting with you guys, getting to know you. And I see so much how you have the heart of the East Group, and I hope that the whole region gets to know you better. But um, I know that uh, you guys are just kingdom heroes, and it's been yeah. such a joy, joy to work with you guys. So Thank I have you. a few questions to yeah. get us going, so I'm going to ask you the questions. Um, so the first question I have is, tell us about your conversion and why you became Christians. And I'll leave it up to you who wants to go first. Sure. Um, so, really, I think God was in control of my conversion for sure. Um, my background is that I wanted to be anything but a Christian. Um, I actually uh, was very much like opposed to Christianity, and I was happy to not be a hypocrite. Uh, so I was doing all kinds of things, but you know, I felt like that was okay. Um, so much so that when I was in a religious studies course, I actually took on writing a paper, Jesus the Man. Um, yeah, just trying to prove that's all he was, a great man, a great philosopher. The more I did research um, trying to write that paper, uh, the more God changed my heart. <laughs> oh, wow. So God had a funny way to hook you in. Yeah, it was a funny way. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and so I didn't even get a very good grade on the paper because I couldn't <laughs> prove my point very well. Um, and really, I think that that was really the beginning of softening my heart. Mm. And so God then moved you know, through really just different circumstances and things like that. So that eventually, at the right time, um, there was uh, someone that, strangely enough, we were singing in a choir together who, uh, you know, I randomly saw at a health club that he did not belong at, um, and he invited me out to church service. And then um, 
I was not necessarily your most open person. I kind of sat with arms crossed. Mm, one um, of those. Huh? Yeah, one of those. <laughs> and um, But really, again, like God put the right person in who had a Bostonian accent, and my family is originally from Boston. Ah. And so I was open to getting with her. And even her, I gave quite a tough time along the way. Um, but really, it was because I really wanted to know the truth. Mm. Even going back to think, looking at Jesus the man, I think that really was a lot of it was, hey, I was, I was looking for the truth. Mm. And so um, pre- I really appreciate the people who were in the studies and who hung in there with me through really a lot of questions. That was what seemed like a lot of resistance, mm-hmm. but I think it was really a lot of searching is what it wow. was. And so, um, and then just really responded to God and, of course, you know, became a Christian. Nice. And what year was that? That was 1990. So it was uh, August 28th of 1990. Okay, so you've been a Christian 31 years. 31 years. years. Woo, that's a yep. long time. Here, here in the Los Angeles that's area. That's great. Too, that's so. fantastic. That's fantastic. Here in the Los Angeles church. Mm-hmm. Nice. And how about you, Edgar? Okay. Uh, first of all, I love this question because, uh, you know, I just, uh, I, I love my conversion story because I just saw how much God worked into it, mm. you know. And uh, first of all, um, it's great for me to say that I, I was an answered prayer to somebody. Mm. And um, there was a brother at San Diego State Ministry. Uh, his name was Herb Come Sanchez. Come on, San Diego State. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was praying to meet a Hispanic on campus that would become a disciple of oh, Jesus. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, I'm a business major, but I decided to take a Latin American uh, history class. I'm not a history uh-huh. class guy, but I just happened to take it. Oh, it just it. happened. There's one <laughs> of those And, uh, you know, on the very first day, he actually sat next to me. And at that time, internally, I was feeling a, a loneliness, you know. Mm. Um, and uh, this is uh, my sophomore year. Um, and, uh, and I remember him saying in class, like, reaching out and just saying, hey, are you, are you Latino? Uh, you know, I thought, okay, that's an interesting uh, question but yeah. my next thought was like wow i know i'm lonely but this guy's got to be really lonely <laughs> yeah you know for him to be i'm not reaching out like that i'm not that desperate you know but anyways uh, we connected i didn't take that class you know after mm-hmm. that i dropped it but we made a connection he uh-huh. got my number or I, we, we just knew each other along the way you know we saw each other across campus he reached out to me you know and uh, came to different bible studies it took me out to came to church blown away by church um, you know, I started studying the Bible, um, and um, but it came to a point where um, you, you know, to become a, a disciple of Jesus Christ, you really gotta, you know, you gotta believe, you know, you gotta yeah. generally, you know, know it. And uh, I was raised uh, being told that Jesus was the Son of God, but I needed to know by for myself, and so I really started seeking out God. And I love that uh, one night. I just, I just, it was a simple prayer. I said, uh, God, are you out there? If you're out there, I want to know. Mm. And that was just that simple. It was in my room. And from then on, the scriptures started coming into my heart and really started molding my heart, you know. Wow. And, uh, you know, I was ready to, I really did want to, um, you know, change all my uh, my sins of commissions. You know, I definitely wanted that. But there were some heart sins that I really had to change. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was very materialistic still, you know, living for all the worldly things. Yeah. And I remember just meeting this one uh, insurance agent, and I just happened to invite her out to church. And I asked her, I said, why do you live? And she gave me all the reasons. She said all the material things. God put a mirror right in front of my face because oh, wow. I was, she was answering everything that was within my heart. And then now I'm telling this lady, I'm telling her, hey, there is no greater reason than to live for them for Jesus Christ. Wow. All that stuff can be taken away. And I got in my car. Man, I was so excited to say Jesus is Lord of my life. Uh, ran, you know. Went to the brother's and you house. You hadn't done studies yet. No, this done, was like towards the end. Okay, towards yeah, the end. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I actually didn't want to 
after I saw how much I had to change, I didn't want. I wanted to run away. That's why, like, I feel like God really could. Yeah, I think everybody passes for one of those moments yeah. of, you know, fight or flight. Uh-huh. Yeah, but God let me. You know, he, he let me see my, my own heart. Wow. And I was able to say that night, you know, Jesus, Lord, two more days. Nice. Got baptized July fifteenth, nineteen eighty nine, at one o'clock in the morning. Uh, it was a in the middle of an all night prayer, and I. I, in my mind, I was like, I am not going to bed tonight, now, you know, knowing that I am not right with God. And so I'll, I'll be there at 1 o'clock in the morning. I was actually staying through the whole night, you know. Wow. So, yeah, so that was it. Wow. So I, love, I love my conversion story. <laughs> it's, it's always amazing to me how many people prayed, God, help me, or Ooh. God, show me, or God, reach out to me. And then, boom. And that's such a great – we should just put it on a billboard somewhere. It's on, yeah. Make people pray it. So. Yeah. <laughs> but that's great. That's yeah. fantastic. And you said that was 1989? Yeah, that was 1989 at yeah, uh, San Diego State University. So it was part of the wow. campus ministry for two years, and I moved up to L.A. So so I think yeah. we figured it out. We just missed we each just other. We just missed each other, yeah. I, I graduated in December of 1988. Yeah. So yeah. I, I moved to Mexico City but, in January of 1989. I, I, I had heard of you because Herb – uh, he in one of the conversations, he was really inspired by you because you went to Mexico City, and that kind of ah. became a, one of our dreams of everything. Yeah, we always yeah, yeah. wanted to go back to Latin America, so you're definitely an inspiration. So, even oh, though wow, we that's cool. Other, I yeah. didn't know that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's great to hear. So, so tell me, you guys, what what do you love about being a disciple? What do you love about being in the church? Yeah. Um. Well, I think it's funny. Edgar and I were praying on the way over here, and he was just talking about our son and how, you know, we can have fun and joy in non-sinful ways. And Mm -hmm. that actually kind of changed a little bit about, you know, what my initial thought of my answer was, because it is true. I mean, how much fun we can have and it's guilt-free fun and how much joy we can have is such such a neat part of being a disciple. and then I think the other part for me is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a nurse in a hospital. And so, you know, obviously I'm drawn towards helping. And so um, I think that's a big part of what I love as a disciple, the, the opportunity to actually help people. Yeah. To help somebody, you know, find God and, and, and salvation and a relationship with God. To help people using the scriptures through difficult times in life. Um, to help people through the scriptures, through difficult things in their marriages. Yeah. yeah. Um, to be able to um, get together as a much older person and be able to relate to a teen and hang out with them and help them in, in learning about their relationship with God. So to truly, I think as a nurse, you want to be able to help. Yeah. But there's just such a, there's a true ability to help mm. in being a disciple that I really mm. am grateful for. Wow. And what do you love about being in the church? The fellowship. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a big part of it. I think the the sincerity of friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, being in the Los Angeles area since about third grade. Um, I think just, you know, seeing a lot of superficial relationships. Yeah. Um, and so being able to have real relationships where we've talked about the tough stuff, where mm-hmm. we've cried together. We've laughed mm. together. I think I, I, I really enjoy the relationships and being yeah. in the church. Yeah. That's so rare. That's such a gift of God. It really is. To have someone to share your heart with. And mm-hmm. obviously that means you've invested in people and you've invested in relationships. Because that doesn't just even come automatically, even in the church. Yeah. But, but because you've done that. And uh, that's a lot of the reason I think you guys are shepherds now. Mm-hmm. How about you, Edgar? What do you yeah. love about... 
being um, a Christian and being in the church. Yeah, I um, I definitely love the just uh, just the growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I am so encouraged by who I've become, but I know mm-hmm. that it's not be, you know it's not because of me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, because yeah. God has been molding me. I think about how all of us are being you know transformed into the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. I think about how we are renewed day by day. And uh, that that process over years is just like I'm, I just I look at myself and I'm just like I'm like wow I'm just I, I love what God has done in my life. There are things mm-hmm. in my life that I I thought I could never change, mm-hmm. and yet I'm I'm different today, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and along the way, you know, just gotten a lot of help from uh, you know uh, counselors to just, you know um, just other elders and shepherds in the ministry, you know. Just but just going through this process with people, yeah, yeah, yeah. has molded me. And yeah. uh, and so today I just feel, you know, I feel hopeful. Uh, and I feel like, and that's the exciting thing for me is that uh, I'm not done yet. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, you know, God's not content with my growth and that he's still stretching me. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be stretching. But as long as he's there and he's the one doing it, you know, we're good. Yeah. And um, the thing that I, I love about the church is like, you know, this past uh, weekend we've met with um, some of those single uh, leaders. And, um, and, 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 you know, it was very obvious to see, like, man, we've all been through so much, you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, and we're all hurting in, in some aspect, you know, but it was so obvious to see just the heart that they're, just, they're mm. such troopers. And to yeah. me, it's like, man, they're just disciples of Jesus Christ. And, and, uh, and to me, I feel like I, I love that. I, I love that I'm surrounded by people that, you know, they, you know, we're not perfect, but like, man, we're always trying it and we're always yeah. pushing forward, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like that we just, we, we all have just, we're surrounded by some really good hearts for God. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and I really love that about being yeah. in the church. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I love, just, there's nothing like being with disciples. There's yeah. nothing mm-hmm. like, and, and the, the amazing thing, which I know you guys have seen and probably a lot of other people, is no matter where you go in the world, the church is the church. Mm-hmm. I could walk in the church in Munich, walk in the church in Buenos Aires, walk in the church in, in, in Cambodia, and it's the same love, the same yeah. heart, the same desire uh, to do what's right and to live a right life. And, mm-hmm. and, of course, we all have our problems. We all have our issues and weaknesses, but it is really such an amazing group. And, and I, I feel so grateful because of how much you guys have invested mm-hmm. into people. And, and it shows in your impact, but it also shows in your family. You know, and, and your family, you just, you have a very spiritual family. Yeah. And I love that. I love that about your family. I love the, you know, last Sunday, your mom just came yeah. up and started talking to me and saying all this stuff. And I, and I love that. I, feel, I love that she just felt comfortable doing that. You yeah. know, she's such a spiritual person. Yeah. And she but, told me about that, too. Oh, did she? <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So um, what do you, what would you say you you hope to see in the church and and hope to see the church grow in like what would you if you had a magic wand you say i'd love the church to grow in this or to change this and become mm-hmm. more of whatever you you give me yeah uh, you fill in the blank yeah um yeah i'll, I'll go i'll share with that first mm-hmm. um you know um and i'm talking particularly about metro okay about metro, the yeah. church universal but even specifically metro. yeah i think the thing that i really want us to grow is um is understanding that our, our, our relational challenges and differences mm. are meant to mature us and grow mm. us. 
yeah. they're not meant to divide us or for somebody to quit on one another. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes like uh, we, we uh, God's funny that way that, you know, we're always learning how loving he is and how merciful he is. And we're like, man, God is so awesome. And then he brings somebody in your life that, you know, that you have to show some mercy for, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, and, and sometimes we're not mature enough to mm. really understand, you know, God is into character building. Yeah, and uh, we uh, we definitely get transformed in how we view others in our relationship with God. Yeah, but God forms us like Christ in our relationship with one another. Yeah. Okay. So when when challenges come our way, it's not it's not quitting time. Right. Mm. You know, it's it's not division time. You yeah. know, and it and it's it's maturing time. It's being molding time. Yeah. You know, and so I really hope that our our church can you know here in Metro that we can really. Um, just grow in that aspect that, you know, and embrace it, embrace, you know, uh, tension is part of the creative process. You know, yeah. God's trying to do something new uh, mm-hmm. with that. And, um, you know, it makes me think of it, even John 15, uh, uh, verse 8, where he's talking about, you know, we are the branches, he is, he is the, the vine, how we're all very connected. But he says, hey, that, that you guys may produce much fruit, the fruit of character. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and that, you know, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Mm-hmm. Right. And so even these challenges are meant for character building and to build an identity, a group identity of that. We are disciples of Jesus and this is how we respond and this is who we are. Yeah. You know, so I, I hope to be uh, an important part in, in, in helping our ministry to grow and to be an example of that. You yeah. know, something that I'm trying to pursue myself. That's so. great. That's yeah. great. That is that is such a fundamental challenge, I think, for us, all of us as Christians of of connecting the the concepts the ideal of jesus the teachings of jesus to our practical life mm. you know i mean we like you said we all love being loved you know we, <laughs> all, we love god loving us we love learning i think we've we've really i think even just in the last couple of years we've grown so much in understanding god's love for us mm-hmm. and understanding how grace and mercy works but it's a whole other thing when somebody hurts our feelings right. or somebody bothers <laughs> us or somebody does something that makes us mad or we disagree with somebody about something. Boy, that then you have to apply all that stuff right. that we're learning. Right. And that is such a challenge. But that's, right. a, that's a great uh, uh, thought of what we need to grow in, what we need to develop more mm-hmm. and more as a church. How about you, Don? What do you... What are some things you like to see the church grow in or become more? Yeah, I, it's it's very similar. Uh-huh. Um, I think just um, all of us, myself included, just really growing in our understanding, of maturing in our relationship with God, and and in maturing in our relationship with each other. Because mm. um, it is, you know, we 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 want it and like it when it's easy, of course, yeah, right? Yeah. We want it to feel good all the time. Unfortunately, that's not reality, right? Um, when uh, we were first married. I remember complaining to a sister, like, I don't know what the deal is, but I, I just feel like I was, you know, way more spiritual before I married Edgar. Um, <laughs> oh, ouch! <laughs> right? <laughs> Blaming it on the other person. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, and she was like, no, Don, I think it's just you weren't challenged in certain mm. ways, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I think that's really, you know, the truth of being a disciple and being yeah. in relationships with other people is it's wonderful when it's fun and it's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the growth comes when it's challenging. And so, um, you know, I know Eggers been studying out a lot about attachment and things like that uh, from a spiritual standpoint. It really makes me think about, you know, Jesus's um, prayer for the believers yeah. of that, you know, understanding that, you know, Jesus, that I and him and then us in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it really is about maturing in that way. Um, like, and I really appreciate, like, we 
went through for me. Mm-hmm. And we were able to participate in that. And there's just an aspect of my relationship with God that I think got filled out some mm-hmm. um, through being able to participate in that program because I think there's so many aspects of God I don't understand. Yeah. And so I'm not completely in him in that full and mature way. And so yeah. that also impacts my relationships with others. Yeah. You know, and, and I think even through that, seeing how much grace and love and acceptance that God has for me, uh, because my nature is to kind of be more of an obeyer and real follower, um, has really helped me in growing and in maturing in my love and grace and patience I have with other yeah. people. Yeah, so yeah. just overall as a church, I think that if we can grow in our really our understanding of who God is towards us, so that we can grow in our understanding of who we are to be towards each other. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's so important. Uh, that's so significant that, you know, it, it amazes me how much loving God, being loved by God, loving each other and being loved by each other is connected. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't separate them, you know. And and, and what, I've, what I've noticed how some people tend to... Uh, they're very good at love, serving, giving, 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 but they don't necessarily accept God's love for mm-hmm. them, you know. And they really have to slow down and learn to accept that they are loved, mm-hmm. and which I think is radically new for our church is learning to accept and oh, yeah. absorb God's love. But then there's the other side of it too. There's a lot of us that that um, I think that uh, we love being loved by God. It's just really hard to love others around us, you know, mm-hmm. to have that same patience and grace with others. And for many of us, there's our challenge, you know, to grow yeah. in that. And 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 I think, you know, especially now with the pandemic separating us so much, mm-hmm. it's so hard right. to overcome those obstacles that you just mentioned. And, yeah. and, and to, you know, it's easy to feel not loved. And yet that's directly connected to how much we are loving others, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and those that... To, to grow in that, I feel like that's at the heart of being a light to the world, yeah. you know, yeah. loving, lo- being loved by God and being able to turn around and give that love yeah. to yeah. others. Yeah. And it's funny to me how that just accepting God's love is just as important as giving love. Yeah. You know? Well, it's and, funny because I think with Edgar and I, we are each of those. Oh, yeah. That my nature is, like I said, you know, kind of that obedience. Yeah. And so I would serve, 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 but right. not really completely necessarily be connected with God's love for me, but yeah. I need to love others. Yeah. And that Edgar has always been much more connected with God's love for him, you know, but not necessarily, it's not as easy sometimes, you know, the, yeah. the service and things like yeah. that. So I think how we've even helped each other through the years. And, and, you know, and some people, they're not going to be able to make that connection with God until they feel the connection with, until they feel loved, you know? Mm. Yeah. And uh, and that's where our, you know, our mature brothers and sisters are really important, you know, to help make that connection and be that bridge. Yeah, that's great. That's so great because I think sometimes we think, I don't make that big a difference, but Mm. you really do make a big difference. Absolutely. Even just sending somebody a text or having somebody over for dinner yep. or, or you know, having a prayer time on the phone can make such a difference mm-hmm. towards that. So that's yep. great, great stuff. You know, um, in 2019, right before Michelle and I got here, the, the region went through a very difficult, difficult time, mm-hmm. a, a split in the fellowship. Yep. And, um, and that is, you know, in my experience, probably one of the most devastating things that can happen to a church mm-hmm. and to a disciple. 
you know, because uh, whether, you know, there's something that all three of these have in common, divorce, falling away, and a church splitting. They're all kind of ripping apart something that God has put together, you know, Mm -hmm. and even putting fault aside, just the fact Mm -hmm. that it happens. And and I've seen it in different places and, and definitely have seen that the, the hurt and the damage that happened here, yeah. you know, uh, what do you think are some of the things that, that you or something that you learned from that experience or from that time mm-hmm. that 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 might help us to know or or just help us in general? What, what is something that you learned from that? Okay. You sure. Sure. Um. One, I think, right, it was so many layers, mm. right? I think there's, there's, there's no one answer <laughs> because there were so many things going on and so much of even that moment uh, grounded in history. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the things uh, that comes to mind is, is the importance of, of your voice in speaking up. If, mm. if you... Um, and by that I mean, I think sometimes um, as disciples, having great intentions, wanting to really just support all the time, um, we can think that's all we should do. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes there's something that you're like, hmm, I'm not sure that that sits a little bit funny with me or let's talk about that. Um, you know, taking it to God first, but but having honestly sometimes the courage because it's, it's hard to speak up. Um, mm-hmm. To speak up at times if you feel odd about something or if something doesn't sit quite right for you. Also having the peace that maybe you're wrong because mm-hmm. I know in my marriage I can speak up and think that I'm, you know, I'm obviously right, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is not the case. Um, but, you know, having that really sort of humility there, too. But, yeah. but really being able to speak up if you see something that that sits funny with you and mm-hmm. and also trusting that hey god's patient he's way more patient than we are i think that's mm-hmm. the other thing sometimes we want things to happen so yeah. quickly and in our own timing um and i you know Edgar and i were talking about i feel like for some reason and this is just sort of a, a recent revelation to me that you know i think that philippians 4 the beginning of it is kind of such a good way to handle situations mm-hmm. you know here's you know he, the introduction is here's these two women they're they're not agreeing with each other, right. you know, so help them out, you know, and that might stress you out. So remember to rejoice in the Lord, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, take it back to God. It's not just about the situation, you know, and then pray about it, mm-hmm. you know, and at the end, I think that that even after you go through splits or divorces or all those things you talked about, right, our, our nature again is we, it's so easy to focus on something wrong. It's so easy to look back and and point out every moment of error. Yeah. But still in Philippians 4, the call is, well, what's ever true, whatever's noble, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, Mm. you know, to to really for us to focus on these things. Why? So he can guard our heart and our mind. And I think that's really one of the big challenges of going through any, even just a person to person discussion that maybe didn't go the way you wanted it to go is can you come back around and have that heart and perspective on it too, that there were still good and noble and pure things that we should consider. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. And, you know, I think that ba- striking that balance is so incredibly important to live by the truth, live mm-hmm. in the truth, be in the light, not pretend things are okay if they're not okay, mm-hmm. not, not you know, ignore things that you know are not right and, and, and have the courage, as you said, the love, 
to speak up and say, hey, I don't think this is right or this doesn't seem right to me. I think that, that of course, coming from a place of love is so mm-hmm. helpful and so important. And yet, at the same time, also being able to see the truth but balance it with gratitude and appreciation uh, with mm-hmm. what, like what you're saying, Philippians 4. That's it's an incredible balance. You know, I think we tend yeah. towards one or the other. Yeah. We either tend to be all about truth, I'm going to point out everything wrong, or we tend to just, everything's wonderful and I don't face mm. problems, or I don't face the things that are wrong. No, we got to have that balance of, of both and, and let, being able to see what has changed, see the truth, and yet not let it, not let it corrupt our hearts with negativity yeah. or, lock, or loss of faith. Yeah. And yeah. that's, you know, wow, that's so important right now. I think especially in our world and all the things that we're dealing with is, as a church and as a people yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. How about you, Edgar? What is, what is something that you think stood out yeah. or you learned? Um, you know, this, I mean, obviously it's a very deep question. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, first of and, all. And, and let me just recognize that you could probably list off ten things. So right. I've only, we only have time and I only ask for one, but so I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and, and so it makes you definitely think of the pain, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, people I got close to and they're not here. And we're supposed to have victory, spiritual victories together, especially seeing our children get baptized and yeah, grown. Yeah, and, yeah. and for us to not experience that together, mm-hmm. you know, it's really hurtful. You yeah. know? Um, so I definitely want to do whatever I can to not go through that again. And, you yeah. know, but um, I think the best way for me to answer that question is to really personalize it uh-huh. in terms of, you know, what did I personally learn from it? Um, uh, there was a brother that came up to me after you know everything, and uh, he, he he pointed out just how hurt he, he uh, I had made him, I had hurt him, mm. and he really felt like I had you know torn him down you know and um, you know people that know me I'm, I'm about building up and encouraging so this was very convicting to me mm. you know and um, but you know leadership is God's training program for maturity you know and your weaknesses will be revealed yeah mm. you know and so they're not meant to be run away they're meant for you to be humble. Yeah. You know, and I remember just having this conversation and just getting his perspective and, you know, him getting my perspective uh, and just trying to learn from it. But I think that the part, the humility for me part was asking him, what is it that you want me to learn? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this is what I think I'm learning, but what yeah, do you yeah. want me to you know, like that? You know, and, um, and, and his advice to me was like, hey, when you hear something that you think is it, is it says it sound right or something, take the time out to, you know, go find out, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and go get other people's perspective, you know, so you can. Get, you know, that'll help you be more in the, in the right mind mind frame of things, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, I was really encouraged by that because that molded me. And even sure enough, you know, just uh, there was a situation just recently that somebody says like, well, you know what, let me go talk to this person and that person and let me go find out, you know, let me get yeah. their perspective. And it turns out it's, you know, it, it, you know, really the perspective that somebody was telling me was not at all, you know, mm. what was being you know, said, yeah. and, and we were able to have some great conversations, yeah. and, you know, I, I wouldn't have done that before, mm. you know, so personally, yeah. you know, I, I think that's definitely changed me and molded me, you know, yeah. um, but I, I would like to take this opportunity, Robert, to lift up our sisters, you know, mm. um, uh, you know, and, and to make an apology, too, as, as one of the leaders and as a brother, is that, you know, we, we, we gave our sisters a really bad experience. You know, uh, we, there was a lot of stress that we caused. Um, there was a lot of unspirituality, a lot of pride, a lot of harshness. And our sisters were right in the middle of everything, you know. Mm. And when, when we're called to, 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 to be yoked with Christ, who's, you know, who, whose burdens are light and easy, um, I, you know, I, I'll take personal. I, I, I was not an instrument 
for for that light and easy, you know, mm -hmm. and um, and you know that even caused some health issues that I you know in, in some of us because of the you know, the stress of it. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely want to apologize to to the sisters for um, you know for what we've caused. Um, and uh, at the same time, I want to lift them up because when I think back, like at like the like one of the only or you know highlights of like through all our turmoil was our last Women's Day that we did. You know, mm -hmm. that was our sisters putting that on, and it was fantastic, sensational. It was a new way of doing things, and this was in the middle of the, all the challenges. Our mm. sisters pulled together and, and, and did that, you know, and worked in unity, and, and, and I appreciate Dawn so much at different times. She was the first one to speak up about things, you know, and, and we need our sisters, you know. We need to listen to our sisters, and, you know, our region is not just the men's you know, mm -hmm. it's the women's region as well. Mm -hmm. You know, and so we need to just uh, continue to uh, grow in that and working together. And uh, I need my wife in my marriage, you know. Mm -hmm. We need our, 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 our women in our ministry as well. And so, um, yeah, so there's, there's, obviously we can talk a whole lot, but those are pretty deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, know, like yeah. That, so. I appreciate that, guys, mm -hmm. and I appreciate the wisdom that comes out of your, your challenges, suffering, the difficulties you guys went through. Uh, I think that's... One of the, uh, I'm not even sure what to call it, but one of the benefits of being around a long time that you've get, gone through a lot. And, uh, and when you persevere, of course, wisdom comes out of that, you know, an mm -hmm. understanding and insight. Um, the last question is, what is your vision for our ministry? What would you love to see? What do you see happening? Not what would you love to see happen, but what do you see happening? What's your vision mm -hmm. for the metro region for our church here? Yeah. All right, you want to go first then? <laughs> I can go first. You can go first. I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> um, I, I am so excited about uh, just the, the, the future, you know, uh, not not because it's something that's super far away, because I feel like we already are doing it. Yeah. Um, I think the things that I'm learning about relationships and how, like, yeah, we know each other, but we're not, like, this close as God wants us to be, mm. you know. And uh, so I'm definitely excited about what I'm learning and that, you know, I really want to help this region, you know, trickle down to have a... Uh, a relational revolution of like, hey, you know, we we are that close attachment that, mm -hmm. that God wants us to have. You know, mm -hmm. um, one of the things that that uh, I, I test myself of, you know, Joey is processed in the brain as a, a, a gladness of being together. And the thing for me is that when I when we meet with our shepherding meeting or have these meetings, I, I deliberately ask myself, Edgar, you look around here. Are you glad to be around them? Mm. And I look at all the relationships, and there is a genuine joy in me to be around all, you know, all the leaders, you know, there's mm -hmm. just a gladness of it. And so when I think about that, I just think like, man, that is, that, that is good soil for, you mm. know, for some great growth, yeah. you know, and um, I, you know, I'm really excited about that. Uh, you announced that, you know, the Esmonds, you know, the Casey got hired and, and Michelle <laughs> in the near future, you know, some will start as well. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, so my vision is like, like even like for our singles ministry that, yeah, now you have, you know, someone or, you know, that's going to be helping out. But wouldn't it be great if there was an elder or a shepherding couple yeah. along with, you know, I appreciate what the keys have done and, you know, and but an, an additional partnership in there. You know, just like yeah. the Ephesians 4 model that you talked about, just all the different roles, but not just applying those as a, at the regional level. No, no, applying those at the life stage level. You know, yeah. which is going to call for people to step up. 
Yeah. And uh, hey, I want to call the ministry. Let's step up together. You know, let's yeah. step up. You know, we're going to need ministry leaders, shepherds, evangelists, even you know more teachers. You know, all of these awesome roles that God has for us. Uh, you know, I'm just excited about that. I'm really yeah. generally excited about our future. Mm. And uh, it, it, as I think about it, it, it inspires me to sacrifice more of my, you know, my, my time and, and even financially. It really inspires me. So, Amen. I'm excited Amen. about it. Thank you. That's a, that's yeah. a great vision. I love that. Don. Here, here. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think... Um, you know, hopefully, right, moving out of this whole pandemic, um, but really getting back to and then moving forward in in those, you know, one another relationships and um, kind of along those lines and in, in that as people ministry maturing, um, maybe even sometimes us realizing we've matured. Um, I, sometimes I still think of myself in the mindset of of the person who was asked to lead a Bible talk, mm. you know, and so I'm like, why are they asking me this question? You know, oh, because you're you're now shepherding, a, you know, a sector, or oh, because you're now doing the, oh, really? But it's just me. It's just Don who's like a Bible talk leader, um, and so I think even as us maturing more in our in our understanding of who we are, you know, if we've been yeah. around a long time, we've been around a long time, and God has taught us a lot, and we've learned a lot from each other, and so definitely pouring more into each other, realizing we are the ones to help out each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, um, we are the sort of that next generation stepping in. And then just really having a, a healthy ministry where, where because we're really learning to grow in our relationship with God and who he is and learning a fuller God um, that he's always been, but sometimes we yeah. don't know, <laughs> um, instead of maybe a one-dimensional or two-dimensional God, um, and, and, de- and developing that in the relationship so that so we really can teach and help other people yeah. um, so that we don't reach, which we, we, we seem to reach over and over this sort of um, uh, maximum saturation mm-hmm. where we, we can't help other people become disciples because there's so few people that are, sh- you know, shepherding or mm. teaching or things like yeah, that. Yeah. So, um, you know, but where there is no maximum saturation because we continue to help each other to mature and grow towards God and towards each other, yeah. you know? Yeah, so yeah. I, I really look forward just to having a ministry like that. There's no, there's no need to hit the wall because we're just continuing to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I, I, you know, I appreciate what both of you are saying. Uh, you know, I'm super excited about it. I'm excited about our future, and I'm yeah. excited about where mm-hmm. we're going and how God is moving. And, and I'm very aware, probably as aware of anybody, as all our weaknesses and the things that aren't going right and the things that need to be changed and all that. But um, it, I've, I've learned spiritually, judged not not by the fruit that a day bears, but by the seeds we're planting, because mm. that will bear the fruit in the future. Yeah. You know, and to, to really be able to see, uh, it's not where we're at, it's where are we going? You know, mm. where are we going? And there's so many great things. And I, I just want to say I appreciate both of you so much. And, and I speak for Michelle. She's actually visiting our granddaughter right now. Yeah. Um, but um, we love you guys so much. And we're so grateful for all that you do for the church, for our brothers and sisters, for our family. Uh, I know that uh, the East Group is so grateful for you guys. And I'm sure you got lots of fans throughout the region. <laughs> and I want everybody to know how awesome you guys are oh. and, and to be able to uh, feel close to you as we do. So mm-hmm. thank you so much. And I appreciate thank this you. time sharing your hearts, being vulnerable, sharing, sharing your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I'll conclude with 
that and and uh, thank you for being together. If you if you if you have a, do, a group afterwards, maybe you could share with each other what's your vision for the mm-hmm. church. What what would you like to see happen, or what do you see happening in your group? So thank you so much, and again, thank you, Edgar and Don, and we'll see you guys next week. Love you. Bye bye. Buen camino. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit metrolaregion.com.